Singing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. What's the present truth? How important is it? Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, and that's throne room revelation. That is, out of the throne room proceeds the word of God in present truth from him that has entered in. No other man can enter in that throne room into God's throne, the Father, except Jesus, the man, glorified by the Father's own self. He is God. He is the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, almighty God, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto nor see, nor can see. He's the only man that was God manifest in the flesh in the days of his flesh, but after he finished his work, death, burial, and resurrection, and then took the ordinances of that law and nailed it to his cross, thereby making peace, breaking down the middle wall of partition, making one new man, that quickening spirit, who is Christ the Lord. Now Christ is in us. If we do not walk in the light as he is in the light, we're admonished to do that in 1 John 1, 7, that we are told if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. That's blood flow. That is the body of Christ in the unity of the faith, building up itself upon its most holy faith, and that is the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Well, without that present truth, walking in the light as Jesus, he is in the light. That's a proceeding word of God. That's present truth. Then there is no fellowship among the brethren. There's no blood flow. The body of Christ is not coming together. And that is the present case in the church today. That's the present situation. The body of Christ is scattered upon every high hill and made a prey for every ravenous beast. And eating the mouse under one tree, therefore, God says, it's an abomination and a smoke to my nostrils. Because we're not walking in the light as he's in the light. It is so essential for salvation for the body of Christ to walk in the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God. That's present proceeding word of God. Jesus stated that every man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's a proceeding, progressive word in present truth. Now, Peter stated in 1 Peter 1, that uh, writing there that are the ones that are established in the present truth in the Pentecostal season. But there is more to come. And that is growing up into Jesus in all things, all things of faith. And that is the present truth of the word of God. And does he plow all day to sow? Is there not going to be a harvest? When he spread abroad the appointed barley and the fitches in their appointed place, then there will be a harvest. That's what Isaiah 28 is talking about. He is going to harvest his souls, the wheat harvest of uh, we are God's husbandry, we're God's planting, and he will harvest us, 
and to the place that he has promised that he would take us. And that's where we are now. We're far, far down the road approaching the day of the Lord than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. But who will hear for the time to come? We find that to the law, to the testimony in Isaiah 8, to the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus. That's present truth. If any man speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in him. Oh, wait a minute. He has some truth. He's born again. The newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. And born of the water and the spirit. But then going to little children. I write you little children because you know the father. First John 2, 12 through 14. Well, we've passed that. We're in the third day now. It's in the third day that the Lord promised he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. That is seeing God. Only the pure in heart will see God. Well, what is that present truth? Well, we read the book of the Revelation. That's a book sealed with seven seals and given unto John, who is in the spirit of Elijah and the restoration of all things before the Lord comes the second time without sin unto salvation for the salvation of his saints, those that are sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body. Well, we find in Mark 4, verse 24, Jesus said to them, Take heed what you hear, and with what measure you meet. It shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. Matthew says the same thing. Luke 8 says the same thing. Luke 8, 18 says the same thing. That him that has shall be given, he'll have the more. You're growing up in more grace, increasing in the grace and favor of God through obedience to the truth. But we also see the next verse. For he that hath to him shall be given, and, then, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Well, what does that mean? Well, it states there in the parables that Jesus said in the progressive parables in Matthew 13 that we are to grow up into Jesus in all things. And it comes to a point that you find that pearl of great price. When a person finds that, he sells all that he has, even the field with goodly pearls. And he finds that pearl of great price and purchases it with everything he has. Then the very next step, there's net is cast over there, the sea, over all the earth. That's the last day preaching of the word of God. And those are the multitude, kindreds, nations, and tongues, the sea. And it brings out every kind of fish. Some good, some bad. And then the, the wheat is separated from the chaff. Well, those that find that pearl of great price is the revelation of Jesus Christ in all truth. 
not partial truth. We started out with a parable that Jesus said, you must understand this parable if you're going to understand all parables. And that simply is that a sower went forth to sow. And of course, some fell on fallow ground, some fell among uh, thorns, and we know that the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, spring up and choke the word, it becometh unfruitful. Then there's another, that the, that the persecution and tribulation arises for the word's sake. By and by they are offended and bring forth no fruits unto what? Under perfection. Somebody said, really? We have to go unto perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? The answer is an emphatic yes. Yes, we have to. And only those that reach that in the present truth will have access and being able to enter into the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus stated in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. What is it then? Take heed how you hear. What? The preceding word of God. The Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth, not partial truth. In the Pentecostal reign, we saw through a glass darkly. We had knowledge in part. Prophecy there and knowledge impart tongues that shall see, knowledge be done away with, seeing only in part through a glass darkly. But now in these last days, upon whom the end of the world has come, us, the body of Christ. Now we're not seeing through a glass darkly. We're in the third day. After the second day, he'll raise us up. But it's in the third day that he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. Revival is uh, after the second day. He will revive us. In the third day, which we're in the third day now, that third thousand year since Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And he said, then, and only then will I raise you up, and you will live in my sight. If we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter. The former rain is the book of Acts, the second chapter. This is that spoken about the prophet Joel. Then the last day saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's the former rain, Acts, the second chapter. The book of Acts does not have an amen on it. It is still in operation today in present truth but far, far greater truth because the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And we're confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus. And that is we're totally committed that whatever he's committed unto us that he will perform it. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith according to the individual will of God and purpose for each member in the body of Christ. There are different ministrations, different ministries, but only one spirit. And God, as it has pleased him, has placed every individual member in particular in the body of Christ to do his will his purpose, 
as it will be fitly framed together. But we, the body of Christ, have to hear. Most go to church in their local assembly and think, well, we're saved, sanctified, we're on our way to heaven, and it still remains just as it was that God is still planting, sowing seed, the word of God, and still souls are being saved, not realizing there comes an end in the harvest. And we see that in Isaiah 28. Before he comes, he's going to do a work. His strange work and bring to pass his act, his strange act. This has surprised the hypocrite. The ones that went to church, but not to hear the word of God, thinking they're already saved. There's no need for anything else. It's Laodicea. They were increased with good, with clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. We don't want any more word of God because we're already there. That's Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. She says, I said a queen. And inadvertently, they are worshiping the queen of heaven and not realizing they're giving homage to her. She says, I said a queen. I am no widow. And I will see no sorrow, no birth pain. There's no work of the ministry. There's no tribulation that's going to work patience. Patience that worketh experience and experience that worketh hope. There's not going to be birth pangs to bring forth Jesus. She's already married to Jesus, she says. She's a queen married to the king. She is no widow. That her Lord is alive. Her husband, she claims to be the Lord Jesus, is alive. And she will see no sorrow, no birth pangs. She's already there. Well, Jesus states, just as he did to Babylon, that is saying that he did to Laodicea. Knowest thou not that you're poor, wretched, naked, and destitute? You're not clothed in the present truth of the word of God and the flowing word in the present truth, proceeding word of God, going progressive until we reach the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ unto perfection. And that's where we miss the mark. We have always been called some 50 years in the ministry now, close to it, for the perfecting of the body of Christ. And I noticed as a young man preaching that in the churches that it was not well received because they're saying, well, we can never be perfect. That the Holy Ghost will not give us all truth on this side of glory. It's only in the sweet by and by that we have the full all truth of Jesus. But we find the last book in the Word of God, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's unto perfection. It is to the servants of God that have grown up into Jesus in all things and all truth. Nothing lacking. And Jesus states that to each of the seven churches in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. To Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, 
Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I know thy works. Sardis, I have not found them perfect. Jesus is looking for perfect works that faith may be perfected to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ that is growing up into Jesus in all things. All things is the things of faith. All truth. And that is the new wine. The new wine will fail in those that uh, try to keep the old store saying that it is better. They don't want anything new in the proceeding word of God. And it is a radical change that we must walk in the light as he's in the light in order to be pleasing to the Lord Jesus. He tells Laodicea how you need to fix your problem is I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Tried? What is tried? Our faith is tried. So count it a joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Though your faith be tried as by fire, that it may come forth as pure gold. Very few understand that cross. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Or somebody said, well, I believe that. And I have uh, done all I can to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust in order to be pleasing to my Lord Jesus. That's wonderful. Now the thing is, do we know the present proceeding word of God? Are we walking in that light as he's in the light? Are we in that throne room revelation that God is revealing now? Are we still in a Pentecostal sanctuary light that has long passed us by going into a higher level of glory and truth? And the latter is the case. Very few have gone higher. Very few are listening to the voice of the Spirit. If any man have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He's doing it now. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter rain. And we find it in Zechariah 10.1. Ask you of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Though the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, everyone grass in the field. We will have souls coming into the kingdom of God. It will be in the, the new wine as new wineskins that will be pleasing to the Lord. And those are the ones that will be the chosen ones that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But what happens if we're not heeding the leading of the Holy Ghost, thinking, well, we're just waiting for rapture. Jesus is going to split the eastern sky, and then great tribulation will break out. Well, you already know the word of God. In Revelation 4, verse 1, we're at this time now. There was a door open in heaven. Jesus is that door. But it's the door of your heart that has to be opened. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man 
will hear my voice. That's a proceeding word of God. That's a present truth of the word of God. Not Pentecostal truth, but tabernaculus. The last of the last days. Just as the prophet said, who will hear for the time to come? Oh, that they were wise, that they understood or would consider their latter end. And this is where we are now. To the law and to the testimony. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Well, what is the shadow of the things to come there in Isaiah 8? What is to the law, to the testimony? Well, Jesus took the law of Moses, a natural law, and elevated it. Did not do away with it, but elevated to the spiritual. That is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And not only that, to the testimony. That's within the veil. We find that in the first season, that is the season of Passover, that we see that in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus with three feasts of the Lord, Moed, the divine appointments of God with man. We see that in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and how he died as a propitiation to expiate our sins. Not just forgiven, not just forgiven our sins, but to remit them. The body, the sins of the flesh being destroyed by baptism, taken on the name of Jesus Christ. And the ones that have done that are newborn babies. They're born of the water and the spirit. They have heeded Acts 2.38. They said, men and brethren, what must we do? Form a rain. Jesus had stated that Christ must suffer. It behooved Christ to suffer and enter into his glory, into Christ's own glory. He's always been God and always will be God. He stated that. I come for the Father, I go back to the Father. I proceeded from the Father, I go back to him, not around him. Set down with the Father in his throne, all power in heaven and earth, given to the man, Jesus, Matthew 28, 18. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him, both Lord and Christ. Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Christ the Holy Ghost, glorified for the Father's own self, Acts 2, 36. Who is this Jesus? Well, he is the Father of glory that came and manifest in a body of flesh and blood as the Son of God, who is the Father revealed. God manifests in the flesh. Is that all the truth there is? No, you know the person. Now we must know the work. The work of the ministry is what we are all called for. But very few consider the work of the ministry or the work of God. They gather for corn and wine, the word tells us, None considering the work of God. It's a strange work. Bring to pass this act is strange act. That in the last days, this will surprise the hypocrite. They went to church, but they were not in the proceeding word of God. They weren't obedient unto righteousness, Romans 6. What happened? 
Well, then it has surprised the hypocrite. The overflowing scourge will overflow the hiding place. They will be destroyed. When God lays judgment to the lion, righteousness to the plummet. The lion is the length and width. And then righteousness to the plummet. The plummet is the height and the depth. It is the full revelation of Christ, who is Jesus alone. Not us, the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. We will never be Christ the Spirit. But we will be the body of Christ, for the body is of Christ. That's us, the church of the living God. And we find in the word of God that we will grow up into Jesus in all things and all truth. Not in the sweet by and by. And it's given to us to know these things as servants of God. He entrusted John, who in the spirit of Elijah will forerun Jesus' second coming, the second advent. We find that in Revelation 10. The seven thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write. He said, write it not. Then there was an angel that had the little book, the Bibliorydian, in his hand. It was told John, take the little book out of the angel's hand and eat all of it. Not partial truth, all truth. And no one's going to give it to you. You have to take it by force. The kingdom of God suffers violent. The violent take it by force. Are you one that's taking it by force? Are you settled on your lees in your church and your local assembly? Are you satisfied with what you've got? Being at ease in Zion. Won't be into them that are at ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles. Punish all them that are settled on their leaves. Not stirred up. Not pressing toward the mark of the prize. Of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. They're satisfied. They're laid asleep. Not knowing there's more to come. But the ones that do understand that. That those that do in the body of Christ. There, realize the body is coming together. And we, that is why, that here at Dennis Beard Ministries, DBM, we want to hear from you. Now, if you haven't heard from God, and you have not heard the voice of God to, to gather into this body in one, then certainly we would not want you to contact us. But if God is dealing with you, and you have heard the voice of God Almighty, the Son of God, then by all means, don't procrastinate. Please call or message me so we can get together and the body of Christ coming together in one. God's doing it now. Africa, we hear you. India, we hear you also. And I'm in the United States. And as God provides then we will see you there too. But God's dealing right now with the ones here in America. The ones that are gathering together in one in Christ Jesus. 
than the unity of the faith. The ones that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Those are the ones that he's going to use, and they're not just newborn babies. They're not just little children that know the Father. They know the person of Jesus, but now it's the work. What is the work of the ministry that we're all called for? Well, it's a strange work. It's bringing to pass this act, his strange act, in and through, revealed through the body of Christ. And it is a radical change from Pentecost. It's a higher glory. Still the Holy Ghost, yes. Still Jesus' only doctrine, yes. However, it's a higher glory. It's a radical change. It's greater light. It's growing in grace. From glory to glory, from faith to faith, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So no more are we see through a glass darkly. Upon whom the end of the world hath come, it's us, the body of Christ. God has shown forth this glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the glory might be of God, not of ourselves. The first thing he reveals, the Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of liberty of life in Christ Jesus. That if we walk in the light as he's in the light, and that law of liberty, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We will crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. And that's what is happening now, growing up into Jesus, in all things and all truth. Not partial truth, all truth. And those that walk in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus are not seen through a glass darkly now. The Lord is that Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, the perfect law of liberty. When we all, with open face, beholding is in a glass, not seeing through that glass darkly, but seeing through the glass, the perfect glory of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The excellency of the fire might be of God, not of ourselves. We stand strong in the power of his might. Yes. We all with open face, knowing there's more, willing to receive it, with all readiness of mind, but searching the scriptures daily to see if the things we're preaching are so. The Holy Ghost bearing witness with our spirit that we're children of God, tracking with the Lord and trying the spirits to see whether they are of God because many false prophets are entered into the world. The devil will always attack the truth. So you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ the Spirit, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God Himself, is come in the flesh. Not has come, is come. Present imperfect verb tense, is come, is that it's still presently happening. And in, in an imperfect tense, means that it has not been perfected yet. Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit that He is, is still coming in the flesh, we being the body of Christ. 
bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And we now are set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. They at the right hand of God, what he wrought to us with the body of Christ, when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, not for Jesus, but for us. Jesus is set down with the Father in his throne. Revelation 3.21. However, we, since we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, a place he prepared for us. And that is to lead us and guide us into all truths. So now we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the perfect law of liberty, the glory, the glory of God, the glory of Jesus Christ, the glory of the Father, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. How high are we going? Well, unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, unto a perfect man. That's why he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, not in the sweet by and by, but now through the fivefold. Solomon and Canticles 8, the Song of Solomon, the 8th chapter. Solomon hath a vineyard in Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon, you must have a thousand. Thousand has perfected glory. But all the keepers of the vineyard, 200. 200 is a number of insufficiency. Just as Philip and Andrew said, I suppose 200 penny worth of bread is not enough to feed this multitude. 200 is the number of insufficiency. So it's not one bishop or apostle or prophet that is going to perfect the body of Christ. Because all the keepers of the vineyard are 200. 200 for the apostle, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher, will yield a thousand. As stated in Ephesians 4.11, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Thousand perfected glory. And those are the only ones that will be sealed. We see it in Revelation 7. Seal the servants of our God in their forehead. Why? Because we're going to need that seal to stand in this time of trouble. And I heard the number of them that were sealed. And that number is 144,000. Thousands perfected glory. He did not write 144,000. He wrote equivalent in the English language. R M D R one hundred M forty D four R M D thousand or a spiritual number twelve squared, which is a spiritual body of Christ being perfected, not a physical literal number. <clears throat> but a spiritual number showing those that are perfected, that are sealed. And it was 144,000 out of each of the 12 tribes 
and he changes the order of the tribes from the battle order to the perfecting order of the body of Christ. Now tune in as we go into instructional videos and the podcast to go into these great truths on the perfecting of the saints and why he changed the order of the tribes. That is 144 RMD, thousand perfected glory to those that have an ear to hear, not seen through glass darkly, <clears throat> but all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord being changed into the very same image of Jesus Christ. That's where we are now. You have God dealing with you. You're feeling a witness. And you've come across, it's not by accident that you've heard this. Contact me, Dennis Beard. You can write me, Dennis Beard, Post Office, Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Somebody said, where's the ministry? Ministry's everywhere. Right now, we're currently in Longview, Texas. Is this where we'll stay? No. Because the nations are calling. We see that in Africa and India. We see it in Pakistan. We're seeing it there. There's a great move of God to those that have an ear to hear, even in America, that's given to a prosperity gospel, thinking that gain is godliness. But to those that have the real, true Holy Ghost, and you know it's the truth, please contact me so we can work together in the ministry and to the unity of the faith, the edifying of itself and love, whichever joint supplies. There you can also reach me at jcic.tv, private website, where you register, get a username, password, and you can uh, render your questions and comments there as we work together. You can also message me or call me you can call me at plus one. That is our country code, plus one, United States of America, 903-746-4885. Need to hear from you. We will get together. Also, you can message me on our website, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com. Well, we need to hear from you. Body of Christ is coming together. Thousands of you have uh, messaged me, and I, it's taken me a while to get back to you. In Africa and India, we'll be there. Many of you stated you want to be working with us in one. Yes, we will. Now God's doing it in America. God dealing with you, you have the Holy Ghost. Then be sure and contact me where we can work together and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. God tells you to do it, do it. If he does, if he has not told you anything, don't do it. But if he has, don't procrastinate, please do it. Move on it. Turn into our jcic.tv for instructional videos, as well as download our free app for podcast Sealing God's People. Well, we pray that God perfect all that which is lacking in each one of us. And so we can all be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. 
Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.